0: Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's explanations with Dr. Doe. We're at episode 32 of this Explanations podcast, and I am here with Jamie. I adore you. I think that you are so fantastic, wise. You introduced me to sautéed onions and yellow squash. You taught me about (laughs) the world of tea. We go on holiday hikes and consider one another family. I've taken road trips with you. Yes. I've seen your boobs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <And> True. <laughs> we've grown up together, started off as freshmen roommates in college, and here we get to sit together talking about nerd stuff. Yes, I love stuff.
1: it. stuff. I love it. Me too.
0: Um, the reason why I asked you to be on this episode of the Sexplanations podcast is because I don't think there's anyone better to talk to me about the experience of fundraising for the show than you, because you were such a huge part of kicking off Subable, which was our first platform for doing that. Yeah. And then have also helped with Patreon. yeah. So maybe you can help me
1: fill in the story of what that was like. And how wonderful your audience is. Oh, and how exciting it was. And just to see it all come alive. Yeah. Yes. Come alive.
0: Yes. So we're going to play the episode so you and I know what we're talking about. And then we'll do a multiple choice question. And then we will talk. And
1: then... Do Kegels. Do Kegels, and, then, and Paro. I'm like yep. your biggest fan. Are you? i probably listen to every episode. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, podcasts are my favorite medium, and you're my favorite person. Oh so my it's gosh, like- I hate them. <laughs> really? Podcasts? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I thought you meant your episode specifically. No. no. I can listen to mine, because I'm talking to my friends, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like my friends. Yeah, no, I love them. I was... <clears throat> just recently, I finally caught up on a couple, but I really like your ones with, oh, God, what's her real name? Linda with Query Bradshaw. What's her Lauren? real name? Lauren. Marie Fleming. That was so cool to hear, like, her journey since it was really fun to check back in with her because I remember those episodes and Aww. how exciting it was for you to foam them and then hearing you guys on the podcast. I was like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. This is really cute. I was excited. You I liked it. her biggest like fan her journey toward body positivity. I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, she's a super badass. Yeah. Anyway, that was cute. Cool. Cool. I love it. I, I'm a fan. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so let's start by
0: watching the episode that we're talking about on the Sexplanations YouTube channel. It's called Sexplanations and Subable. This was done four years ago. Um, so we'll kind of check in on what that was like and then take the conversation from that point in time to where we are now. Dear Sex Planeteers, creating this video started about two weeks ago first with an idea, which is usually something I'm enthusiastic about, or what leads to something we're going to do in the future. As with all episodes of Sexplanations, this is followed by making phone calls and writing emails. I love collaborating and learning from other people I respect about their thoughts on my thoughts. With clear inspiration and go-ahead, I surround myself with books and snackins and dogs. The dogs remind me when it's time to pee. When I sit down to write an episode, I'm reviewing what's already been done on the topic, let's be innovative, and note where I can add something. In research, this is called the review of Literature, and it takes a lot of time. I'm sorting through web pages, textbooks, journal articles, and lessons from my own education. I catalog until saturation and then I begin writing. When I do this I'm thinking about you the whole time, what haven't you learned, what you deserve to know, and how I can educate and entertain you to leave you feeling empowered, respected, and smarter. Once I have the frame I start filling it up. All the things I hope to give you. Well, all the things I hope we share, because we're posing problems to each other and solving them together. Even when I don't respond to your comments and messages, I'm listening. Well, reading. You get it. Next, I triangulate. I fact-check my information with at least two other sources so that no one thing, like me or an author, gets all the power in what you learn. I also do it to challenge confirmation bias and to disseminate valid results. Social science, people! Alright, so with the right stuff, I organize the script. This is what I hope to convey when I meet with Nick to do a shoot. Here! What we're doing right now! We set up lights and sound, the camera, and then he records for two plus hours with me fumbling and flailing. Then we pack up camera, case, tripod, lights, and Nick's corgi and head to a different location where he spends time editing to clean things up and remove my snags. He checks it, he double checks it, I check it, it gets uploaded. The elder green brother once said, One way to do this is if everybody volunteers so the budget is zero, but it's often impractical. The thing is, people, particularly grown-up people, like to eat and pay rent and stuff. Those greens, they aren't winers without solutions. Hank, our producer, and John, who I just quoted, created Subbable for channels like Sexplanations that deserve to exist but don't have stable or strong funding sources. Subbable is a crowdsourcing website like Kickstarter for YouTube creators, where anyone who has a Gmail account, which you can easily create, is able to invest in the channels they want to see succeed. Reaching 100% of our goal means we sustain ourselves and keep producing videos. It also means that we stop leeching off of the Hank bank and give back to him too. Just look at that symbol! It's a masturbating heart giving itself the gift of pleasure. Isn't that what you do when you subscribe to Sexplanations? Poke us. Pay us. Pass it along. She's so
1: strange. Four years ago. That's crazy. I didn't realize it would have been that long. Yeah. I think that episode should be renamed
0: How He Makes Explanations." More people would watch it. Yeah, seriously. And Nick was doing so many visual tricks with all the behind-the-scenes stuff and a
1: cute turn of Abby's head. Yeah, and it's funny to hear you say, I'm new at this. I mess <laughs> up a lot because now you're just, like, <laughs> fucking pro. <laughs> I can swear on this podcast, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, I thought so. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Because we've now done 32 episodes of the podcast, which is roughly how many episodes of Sexplanations Sex I had done at that point. Mm. We were doing them
1: two times a week then.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: right? Cool. It's fun to see that Lindsay. I love that Lindsay. I love all the Lindsays. Yeah, I
0: I like that Lindsay too.
1: I like her shirt. I wonder what happened to it. (laughs) So
0: do you remember when we launched
1: that? You were around, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. I mean, I know it was a huge labor of love for you because you really wanted it to go well and you really wanted people to understand it Mm -hmm. and... Be excited about it and coming up with all of your perks and everything. You were like laboring over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun. But like a fun kind of labor of like trying to find out what kind of fun things you could give your to your audience for supporting you. And we raised a lot of money. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but I remember y- you were basically like rock star. People. I think we went up to five
0: thousand or something, which got mapped. Oh, I'm thinking of Patreon when we did the switch to Patreon. Mm. So we must have gone around 5,000 and then it
1: carried over to Patreon and Patreon matched that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. right. No, I know. Your audience, it was just like such a cool moment to like see, like wondering how, what people would think, hoping that they'd want to help out, hoping that they'd value what you do. And it was like an overwhelming response of people being excited to participate in creating the channel. Making you guys money and making yeah. it worth your time. Yeah, it just validated everything you were trying to do, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I think it did as well. Because before that, the agreement was this company that I contract with was paying $400 a month as a stipend. So we were doing eight videos a month and basically getting paid dollars per hour. Mm-hmm. And then... Having to pay that back once we became financially independent. So, you know, enough. Mm-hmm. And then to have Subbable create an option for us to get the kind of money that other creators were. Because mm-hmm. we weren't getting ad revenue. Yeah, because of.
1: Yeah. yeah. It made it so nice. Because then, I, you know, I could do it. do it do it yeah no it was really exciting because it's not like you didn't already know that your channel was meant a lot to people i mean i read your comment section a lot just out of my love and excitement for you but you already knew it was changing people's lives and they were excited about it but that they saw it as a worthwhile service enough to invest in it was super exciting yeah and awesome
0: yeah (laughs) yeah so what what do you think about the last four years (laughs) Watching Sexplanations
1: and learning about the sex of your friend, Lindsay. Uh, I mean, I feel like I already knew a lot about the sex of my friend, Lindsay, having been your college dorm roommate. Yeah. (laughs) Or just being good friends for 20, almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the last four years are amazing. I feel like out of anyone in my life, you represent this sort of like kick-ass example of having a dream and creating it in ways like when we were in college this wasn't a this is a thing youtubers say a lot but like it's not like this was a career you could go check on a list like I want to be this person Mm -hmm. but like you wanted to be a sex therapist and you had this like insane drive to be sex educator and to do all these things but like you also wanted to live in Montana (laughs) and they don't really you know I remember those early years when you were out of school and it was like such an interesting way to be like I believe I can be all of these things and that there's a way to fucking do it and then (laughs) you did it and like it's just grown and grown and grown and I love it's so badass that to just remember that like If you are really good at something and you're really passionate at it and you want to do it like that, you just, I mean, it's, it's awesome. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. you make me feel so good. (laughs) But it's so true, right? Like, I mean, I'm trying to think of like 2008, Lindsay, or when did the channel launch? Uh, I think 2013. 2013. Yeah. It's just all the different things you tried on mm-hmm. for like with birds and bees or just getting your degree or private practice or teaching at the university or all these ways you sort of pieced it together. And then the channel, it was just like it brought you, it Aww. brought all of those things together. Yeah. And it's like, heck yeah, that's, that's what I was doing. It's yeah. Cool. That's and what it's, I think. I think it's exciting.
0: <laughs> I do like it. It's kind of overwhelming sometimes when I hear you talk about it. With the history of where I've come from and how I've tried and my ambition to be there and how it actually did work out. It's yeah. Kind of overwhelming to think like, wow, somebody was able to mold their dream like
1: that. Yeah. And it was me. Yeah. It's well, so you, cool. And not to say like, okay, you've done it and now you're done. I feel like you're also constantly yeah evolving. Like there's always even this podcast, for example, <laughs> My Favorite Medium, which I'm very <laughs> excited that you have one. Um but, yeah, the, and just getting to do more, like you're speaking at universities or just whatever, just more and more and more. It's awesome. sky's the limit. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you have questions for me
0: or can I ask you questions? Um, uh, I don't have questions for you. Want me to ask you a question in honor of our three really awesome patrons on the new platform we have for fundraising, which is – patreon.com slash Podcast. Donna Flint, Paul Nixon, and the Millers have been incredibly generous with us, and I can ask you a multiple-choice question in their honor. Let's see.
1: Now it's time to hold our testes.
0: Okay, so this one, I'm just going to make it about Patreon, specifically the Patreon YouTube for Sexplanations Prime. How many... Patrons, does the channel have? And I'll give you multiple choice options. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. 700, 921, 1100, or 1421.
1: Oh, man. I want it to be D. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe C? (laughs) It is D. It is D. That's awesome. Yeah. I know because your channel, people, you have such a cool audience.
0: I, I agree. What What specifically do you like about the audience? Because at various times you've helped me with emails mm-hmm. and sending out
1: packages to our Patreon supporters who go at the Let's Get Physical level. Sure. I think the level of engagement I feel like is really great. I feel like sometimes on YouTube it's not a supportive, fun place to be. Like you live in fear of a comment section. And not to mm-hmm. say that yours is perfect or there's no – there's nothing bad about it, but just in general, it's so fun to see like so much curiosity and support and care. And like it just feels like people are there because they need to be, they want to be, they're excited about it. And you don't always get that. It feels like a community. It doesn't feel like a bunch of separate fans or whatever. It just feels has a really nice like, oh, my gosh, we all like we're missing this in our lives. And now we're here. We needed to hear all these things. There's like a safe place for us. Lindsay loves all of us. <laughs> <laughs> She's just as weird as us all. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, yeah, I think I used to watch more YouTube than I do now, but that is not the case on every channel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I I greatly appreciate them. Do you remember any messages because you had access to this explanations Tumblr at one point,
1: right? Mhm. Yeah. Do you remember anything in particular that really stood out to you? Um, Man, I can't remember like a particular anecdote. There are just a lot of really overwhelming sensations of people being like, I'm 18 and I never understood. Like their access to mm-hmm. sex education was appalling yeah. and that it was just this huge, the relief people felt at finding a safe place where they could learn about their own body, about other people's body, about if they were normal or not, that there was a safe place for them to start at. And because I feel like your channel may not have every answer or all of the answers, but now it's so big and you have so many topics. But I think it also provided a place for people to find other platforms, to meet other people, to learn what the right questions are even to ask, to give them basic level enough to have the courage to to find the answers on their own. Sometimes if you feel so much ignorance, you don't even know where to start. I feel totally. like... Totally. Yeah, I feel like that... I remember that being, like, a overwhelming. It was almost like you would pull the plug out for people and they'd start, like, draining out mm. all their anxiety or whatever. Oh Yeah. Yeah, no, That's it was... so beautiful. But it's... I mean, it's true. It's so it's So amazing that you're doing it, and it's also so heartbreaking that you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Feels but but like our happening. education system should do a better job, but... Yeah. Yeah, you I know. agree. Yeah. I hope that the channel mainly
0: gives people permission to well, to stay curious, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah, learn what they don't know and to keep asking questions and not assume that because their body has instructed them to put penis in vagina that that's all there is to it, but that right. they they keep thinking about gender and orientation and romance and intimacy and communication and all those aspects of sexuality for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah. It certainly has done that for me. And judging by your comments and your emails for lots of people. Yay. Yeah. Let's read some comments
0: from that episode and see if there are questions we can answer. Oh, of course. Is it natural to keep the eyes wide open like that nonstop?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the doe eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Which
0: is really funny because I now do this explanations YouTube channel with a woman named Maya. And recently she has to have me redo takes because I'm blinking so much. Oh, wow. I know, right? Crazy. It's like, oh, that's really weird because. It's totally learned behavior. <laughs> well, I, I have like, to
1: make myself blink now. You know, I yeah, I do feel like your, like, stare of death has gone down a lot since I've met you when you were 18. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. your intense stare. I'm working on it. Yeah, good job. Trying really, really hard to... I mean, there's nothing wrong with my it. my ex- No, there's nothing wrong with it except for other people. It just... I remember talking to somebody, if, like, <laughs> they met you through me in college or something, and I'd say, I'm yeah, you're I'm like, like, does she hate me or did <laughs> what Would I say, like, did that freak her out? I'm like, no, she's just, like, this is how she is. That's how she's, <laughs> she's processing information. She's watching you. It looks like her eyes are stabbing you, but they're not. She only closes them when she swallows like a frog. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. You get to,
0: you do you. My kids have to do the same thing for their friends who yeah. come over. Because they're like, does she hate I know, I know, and that's <laughs> no. not... Yeah, it's just... This person said your eyes are so awesome. They are. You do have great eyes. So here's a comment. I was already a subable supporter, but really appreciated you making this video. I'm not really interested in any of the perks currently offered on your page, but I'm not troubled by that. I feel like you make the world a better place, and I'm willing to support that with a small monthly contribution. Aww. Yay. Really sweet.
1: Yeah, I feel like this episode is kind of a love letter to all those people, right? <laughs> sort
0: yeah, of like a
1: look at where you've come, yeah. what you've helped us create and do, because it really is. I feel like that's one of the power things, powerful things about your channel is it's like a group project. It looks like when the episode came out, we were at
0: thirty-two percent of our fundraising goal, and so we must have made it above
1: and beyond. I can't remember. Yeah, no, but it was sure like. I remember it being really exciting and you like you hit your, I forget what they were, what we they called them, like all your little goals or like mm-hmm. there were various benchmarks set up mm-hmm. and I feel like you just blew through them. Yeah. Like, or not you, I mean. Yeah. These amazing people yeah. that support you, yeah. And it's just cool because, yeah, for a lot of other people, the amount of, like, views and subscriptions and the popularity of your channel, you would think you could just be making money from YouTube, but because it's sex education, (laughs) it's a little more difficult.
0: Yeah, I've talked with other creators that do sex education on their channels, and we all had a major dip this last year. And it's gone back up, but still compared to our colleagues that work in other disciplines. So low. Yeah. So low. Yeah. To be making, you know, 0.0001% of a penny
1: per view on ads. No, it's so great, even though advertisers don't value you, but your audience does. (laughs) Yeah. No, the audience,
0: all of you are amazing. And I am regularly humbled by that. I was reading a letter from one of the audience members this morning. A person. I can't remember where she lives right now. It's in one of the southern, more conservative states. Mm. And she's a retired physician and just shared her experience of activism and her appreciation for the show. And I love that. I love knowing that there are people from all walks of life who care about what we're doing, value it, and then they're also contributing their own amount of awesome. Oh, yeah. So it's not like... Lindsay is the leader of sex education no. awesome it's like sexplanations brings together all the leaders of awesome yeah. and all the you know all the followers it's so cool it is cool let's see what other feedback did we get here I'm a poor grad student in psychology so I want so badly to support you more but I gave just a little because it's all I can afford good luck
1: see yeah just it's nice. amazing yeah no it's so nice have you learned anything from the channel I've learned a lot of things from the channel. Um <laughs> 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 I'm like trying to think of anything specific. I feel like I'll probably learn something in every single episode whether or not I remember it in this moment.
0: Yeah, no me but too,
1: actually. Yeah. I feel like every there's always something, even if I've thought that I knew it before, like hearing it in a different way or I really one of my favorite episodes of yours is the one Where you talk about overcoming trauma, the idea of writing a love letter to your specific body part or your Mm. specific... I think that was really powerful and a tool I've used in my life. You did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you written to your vagina? I have. Aww. Yes. I have written to my vagina. I also really like the idea of the the want-no-want list. We've made several together. Yeah, we (laughs) have. Yes. I feel like I've just learned a lot about language and... I really love it when you have guests that can speak from their own experience mm. in our, I mean, I don't, I wish I had a more diverse friend group or was exposed to more diversity, but it's fun to see, to hear from voices that I don't hear from every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that's interesting. I often wonder how to balance that out because I did a survey monkey poll. Mm-hmm. I think it was right at the beginning. So it's probably ex- It is outdated at this point, but it still has important information. And one of the things was that people didn't want... A guest host and they were less keen on the episodes that had guests on them really yeah and so I have those voices there because I think that people need to speak for themselves but it is that balance of like yeah. okay this is something that not everybody wants
1: sure well and maybe they just they enjoy the format so much of you on the channel and your element which is actually something I love about your podcast why I love listening to these episodes the guests that you've had on it's more like just having a conversation like maybe it is your friend or somebody mm-hmm. like when you talked with Ann or with I Lauren. Query, yeah Lauren or Peter yeah. or your friend who made the sex toys or actually one of my favorite episodes was the one about ethical sluttery i'm really bad at remembering names but with Reed Mohaka yeah yeah look at you you no, i am a huge fan. fan of the podcast but it's so fun to hear an extended conversation of this this whole different way of looking at life that's it's like, it's fun and exciting and it, it just feels like it's fun. <laughs> what are some other podcasts that you listen to? I listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is like an advice show for the modern era. <laughs> Lots of people probably listen to it. It's three very famous podcast yeah, brothers. Yeah, they're like the podcon crew, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um I like a lot of the usual ones. I like Radiolab and 99% Invisible and Mystery Show and uh, Yeah, Dude. There was one with Isabella. Two comedy Dope queens yeah yeah it's great this american life Serial. kind of into oprah's super soul sunday recently <laughs> you were really into podcasts i yeah, don't know it's any. fun it's fun yeah i especially in the summer if i'm hiking or walking a lot and it's in a safe area where i can have at least one headphone and it's just such a nice way to sort of stay curious and learn something but like also be moving and not be having to sit I'm not really great at like internet research or going to a library <laughs> yeah it's just a really easy way to learn new things oh. or be entertained a lot of those are just for pure entertainment <laughs> I
0: wish I could get into it I'll, I'll keep working on it because so many
1: of you my yep. friends are
0: really into podcasts you listen to them it's a much easier way for you to take in information
1: because you're not having to yeah. take up eye time on a screen Yeah, but I feel like you don't have to try too hard if you just don't like it. That's fine, too, because you're, like, really good at (laughs) gathering information in other ways that I am terrible at. And I give myself permission to be terrible at them (laughs) and not do them. Okay. We'll just be different. (laughs) Which maybe means I should try harder, too. I don't know. No,
0: no. I mean, Mm -hmm. the only reason why I think it's important is because... If I'm doing something, it's helpful to learn from other people too,
1: right? Like the whole reason
0: why I started Doe Eyes, which is my personal channel on YouTube, was to understand what it was like to be Nick, right? Nick was the director, videographer, and editor at the time. And I would create these things with him and not understand the choices that he was making or what it was like to – direct me and so if I could put myself behind the camera and if I could get onto I was using iMovie at the time yeah, and yeah understand what goes into making a cut it gave me a lot more empathy and it helped me I think to be in front of the camera yeah because that makes I, sense.
1: I knew what it was like to be on, behind it yeah but I feel like you could accomplish that by listening to a few podcasts you don't have to uh go through all of them Yeah, just try to pepper them into your life a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Would probably give you a good source of information on what it's like out there.
0: I've listened to a few Dear Hank and John, but we've talked about this, that it's easier for me because I can visually imagine them. And that visual component is so much easier for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's a podcast you recommend I listen to. Please put it in the comments and let me know, especially the sex ones that are out there that you
1: love. Yeah. Do you listen to any other sex podcasts? I have been listening lately to, because of your podcast, actually, <laughs> people recommending books. I've been reading The Mating in Captivity by mm-hmm. Mr. Perel. She has a really interesting podcast where you actually listen to her, her sessions with couples. Wow. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it right now, but if you just search her name, it's great. I really like her- it clients allow that obviously yeah yeah I think that uh I think there's some anonymity if they want it of mm-hmm. like name change or place or whatever but it's their actual voices and wow it's really really interesting to listen to the process or yeah it's fascinating she's such what a, fascinating, a
0: unique thing to do that's yeah. so
1: cool yeah you should you would like it I think or be wildly intimidated but mm, whatever, maybe. But that's good, right? Yeah, lean in. <laughs> you wildly intimidate me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jamie. laughs> no, but in the best kind of, in like yeah. the best kind of way. Yeah, good. Yeah,
0: I think actually. Tristan Termino has a podcast that I have been to live called Sex Out Loud.
1: Mm. And then. Yeah, that's. There's like Savage Cast. S- yeah, Savage Love said? Cast. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to it. That I've
0: been on. I feel like yeah. if I am there and I am mm-hmm. hearing it, then that's how I've engaged in the podcast world, but very
1: yeah. real, rarely
0: with earbuds.
1: Yeah. How is Esther's book? It's really interesting. I haven't gotten very far into it, but it's giving me a lot of language for some things I wonder about in my own life or just in life in general. This basic idea of being loved versus being desired, how they work together. How is it really possible to be like in our monogamous loving relationships? Like you get married and you want to be together for 50 years or something. Is it possible to get all of it from one person? All of the love and support and the family that you need, but stay like hot and bothered (laughs) is it a thing we can do is your partner reading it no
0: are you informing your partner (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: how do we stay hot and bothered i mean is that i mean that's my own that's my own language but just in the sense of like because this isn't a unique thing right it's like a it's like a societal thing which i think is where the book is coming from all these really interesting ideas of like why people cheat or like why it becomes okay to just never have sex like if you have kids or you mm-hmm. just grow older it has why do we think that's a thing that's okay or not mm-hmm. okay or just all of the ideas about it as we i'm not very informed i haven't read it very well but it's giving me a lot of things to mind think about. thoughts yeah.
0: <laughs> that's cool it's yeah. on my list yeah. to do in 2018 i haven't read it i've seen her ted talk yes and i really like it and i also want to read uh, what was the other ethical slut
1: Yes, I do too. Which I've talked about over yes. all
0: of these years and recommend to people,
1: Yes, but want to put my eyes on. I do too. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know, it's a transformative experience in my life, especially growing up like in a very conservative environment where you're almost encouraged to be judgmental of people. It's like, it's so freeing and it's such a wonderful feeling to have language around being able to accept and love people, even if they're different than you are, and knowing that it doesn't make you worse or better or good or bad or whatever, it's just different. I don't i don't know how to say it, yeah. but I feel like Sexplanations has helped me as I'm learning. You know, I'm an adult now, so I'm way more free to make my own choices and don't feel beholden to any sort of paradigms I may have been raised in. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just, it's so lovely to love people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and just to hear things like, like the word ethical slutter or things that, like— Twelve year old Jamie, who you know, just would want to like love people or respect them or or believe that everyone's worth something, it's like the best feeling in the world to come full circle and be like, "Well, you can, <laughs> like if these people, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but just in a not in the non-judgmentalness of education and sex positivity is transformative and amazing, I guess. Because
0: you feel like during those prepubescent years. We are taught to slut-shame each other. Yeah. and
1: Or just slut-shaming, yeah, in general, promiscuity. Well, specifically in, like, the religious world that I grew up in, it was like, if you have sex before marriage, you are just, like, the worst piece of shit that has ever lived. Wait a minute. How long did you have that belief? I mean, I feel like it's not a thing that changes overnight. I feel like... No, totally. From the time... Like, I feel like it stopped being really strong when you leave, like, the home that you grew up in. Like, Mm -hmm. just leaving for college, I feel like, chipped away at it. But it's a difficult thing to even, like, post being sexually active. It's still kind of there until you, you know. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a deep part of the first lesson I learned about sexuality. And now feeling like I can release that about myself but about whatever it tried to force you to think about other people it's like it's amazing to not have to feel that (laughs) way (laughs) I don't even know happy yeah yeah I don't know if that made any sense but yeah because I'm
0: just now realizing oh yeah maybe when we were living in the dorm room together. You probably had it built into your system that what I was doing, which was having sex all the time, was behavior that didn't align with your cultural beliefs.
1: Yeah, which is an interesting thing because I feel like at that point in my life, which is a really weird thing now that I'm looking back on it, it doesn't make any logical sense, but I could hold that space for other people. Like, I don't remember ever being worried about your eternal damnation or like, (laughs) oh, my God, Lindsay is like the worst person. You know, I loved you. I thought you were amazing. Mm -hmm. It never bothered me. But if I had been sexually active at that time, I would have wanted to die. I would rather die. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But which I think that at that time, I mean, it's not like a popular thing, Well, not in our circle. I'm sure you could have found people on campus who had similar beliefs and you could have all. But it was like a weird, interesting point of my like, not really feeling like I'm a religious person, but still having these beliefs that you weren't sure what to do with. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not like I could be like, okay, I'm religious. I'm going to be like, I'm going to attend this church where I'll have a peer group that might align with these values that wasn't what I believe or wanted to believe. But you still have these, just this fear and like it's just insidious it's terrible but wretched cognitive dissonance right yeah now looking back i'm like oh my gosh how could you be so kind to other people and not to yourself but that's i mean that's just the thing about growing up i think yeah the I biggest lesson. shame from you no and i don't ever remember i mean i feel like if i had there's no way we would i mean we wouldn't have made it <laughs> mm-hmm. we have we spend so much time together and have been in each other's lives for so long if i had carried that i mean there's just no way Okay, well, let me know Yeah, if it comes up. No, I think the opposite is probably true of knowing you and being exposed so consistently and wonderfully to sex positivity is probably helped that arc like a lot <laughs> of learning to hold the space for myself as well as for others. Good. Yeah.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Do you know that I believed in waiting until marriage?
1: Uh-huh. I did. I believe that is why you had anal sex.
0: (laughs) It is. Because the way I coped with cognitive dissonance was to stick the dick up my ass. That works, too. (laughs) Like, fuck this sorting things out and uh, grieving for years and years. We'll just nip this one in the bud.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I feel, yeah. That's the other thing I've learned a lot from your channel is that I think there were moments in my life in the journey of my own sexuality where you feel like you're the only one or you're so behind or you're just like you're broken in some way which is a theme a lot of people I think feel Mm -hmm. and learning that you're just not like there are so Mm. many journeys there's so many journeys it might feel like okay but everyone's having sex when they're 12 or like everyone's Mm -hmm. having sex when they're 16 or everyone does it this way or everyone feels this way and it can feel like that, but it's just not true. I mean, I've read the emails. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the comments. It's, there are people out there at all different kinds of levels, at all different kinds of speeds, at all different sorts of desires or wants. And it helped give me permission to live my own journey, I guess. So what is a script that you would have liked your 18-year-old self to have? Oh, man. My 18-year-old self probably wouldn't have been ready for... Much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so wrapped up in spirituality, like re- sort of belief systems at that point. Maybe, maybe some sort of script about just navigating sexuality and belief. I guess I don't know. That uh, is
0: so interesting for me to hear because, yeah, I mean, we have been so close mm-hmm. since the moment I saw you. Yeah. And I don't remember that as being a part of your
1: identity. I mean, yeah. I know you talk about it now. Yeah. No, I think because it – I think there was a lot of shame from, like, self-shame of, like, it was clearly not a thing I wanted to be. Spiritual or religious? No, I, I do consider myself spiritual now. Like, mm-hmm. I I believe in, like, in love and in magic and all of these things, but I am not a religious person anymore. But. It was right in the middle of a navigation of all of that. And mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of, it is funny that we met and going through all these things, but it wasn't a thing I talked about because I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. And there's also, I mean, yeah, a lot of shame in those beliefs. Like, I don't want to be a person that thinks all of these things, but I am wow. <laughs> right now, you know, not knowing how to do it. So how long did it take to unpack? I mean, I feel like I'm still unpacking <laughs> it <laughs> to a certain degree. I mean, I would say the, the Probably at least 10 years for, like, the big majority of it. Wow. Yeah. The religious piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, good on you for doing it. I realize now sometimes that process felt so lonely and horrible, but there's so many people that have really similar experiences as we go through this. I think there are a lot of people struggling with a religious background and a sex-positive world view. And there is a huge community and all sorts of books about people like leaving churches for God or whatever, whatever people's journey are. I think a big part of my shift was like when I stopped feeling so alone or that there's something wrong with me in particular. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. Do you have books that you would recommend? Oh, man. <laughs> the Subtle uh, Podcast I know. has become the Religious Podcast. <laughs> I know. Sorry. No, I don't.
0: I don't really off the top of my head. Well, there I... I feel like there is one that you suggest to people.
1: You don't have it on the top of your head. I can't remember what it was because I yeah, don't I can't remember, remember books. I can't remember either. I feel anything really <laughs> encourages you. <laughs> just read. Well, I was just going to say anything that will. I just feel like the, the biggest lesson I learned from any book of trying to change your life or know yourself better or recover from trauma or whatever is just like giving yourself permission to be you and to be kind to yourself. It's been the biggest lesson of my life.
0: Well, just for you to realize that that is a lesson, I don't think a lot of people are aware that that is something that needs to be happening. Yeah. And so they're just they're existing so used around to it. like
1: yeah shame patterns or just yeah we're so nice to everyone around us and then just beat ourselves up in our head all day. At least I do. I guess I shouldn't generalize, but <laughs> just beat ourselves up all day, all night for not being good enough or smart enough or whatever, and it's just it's exhausting. How do you feel about your sex life? I feel pretty great about my sex life, actually.
0: <laughs> well, good. <laughs> There's yeah.
1: something you and your head can celebrate with your vagina. I do, actually. <laughs> I do. That's how's that's, your sex life? Ridiculous. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. word I'm allowed to use. Um. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's one of those things. That's awesome. I told my partner that I don't know how it can get better. And he keeps telling me it will anyway. Is he like,
1: challenge accepted? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I've got this. Okay, surrender. That's amazing. That's great, though, because so often it's like the shoemaker doesn't get shoes. I know. Like, that's... Awesome that you can talk about sex and be sex all the time and also have a lot of amazing sex. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I learned that from Dr. Ruth. So I don't know if you've heard this story, but I went and saw Dr. Ruth here in Missoula. She came to the Wilma. And the two things that I really took away from that are, one, that she thinks she's a square. She kept saying that over and over. Somebody asked her what she thought about piercings and tattoos and short skirts. And she just kept saying, I'm a square, I'm a square. And so I think the longer lesson there is that that who I am now as a a sexual person and my viewpoint of sexuality will change that Mm -hmm. maybe 50 years from now, I will think differently about the incoming generations and their expressions of sexuality. Um, But the other thing I took away was her story she told when someone asked her how her sex life was, she did say that the shoemaker's husband has no shoes or something along those lines implying that... Yeah, she does all of this work in sex, but in her own life isn't sexually active. And I could be remembering this incorrectly because it has been many, many years. But it was at that point that I was like, not me. I'm going to be my priority. I'm going to be having the best sex of anyone I know or at least having great sex.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And
0: It's working out for me,
1: so no. Well, and that's I know that it's, it's not a thing you take for granted or don't work for, so it's awesome that it's happening right now. <laughs> I know, yay! I love it so much. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay,
0: so before we go, I want to do some Kegels with you. Mains, please. Uh, uh, uh.
1: Oh yeah, did you ever figure out the definitive pronunciation? I think it's Kegels. Kegels. Okay.
0: I don't know. So we are recording this a couple before the episode came out where you will hear me announce the correct pronunciation. Because a fan of ours, Troy, looked it up and figured it out. Hmm. Nice. But I am going to say you can pronounce it however you choose to. So let me look here. Do we have another version that is not moaning? No moaning? I just did moaning. Oh, gotcha. What do you want to do instead?
1: I've been saying I don't know a lot today.
0: <laughs> That's good. That is a good phrase to have because then true. you aren't a pompous, Incora arrogant. <laughs> 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 Did I say
1: it wrong? I'm well still played. learning how to say that word. I guess. I think it's Encora, Encora, <laughs> and Paro. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I hear it enough. I should know, but well, let's, I've never let's read do it. these Kegels.
0: Okay, I'm thinking we'll just do an. Eight-count of breathing in while squeezing and then an eight-count of holding while – can you hold your breath for eight?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: While still squeezing and then an eight-count of relaxing. Okay. And then I'll just really quickly say that at adamandeve.com you can get 50% off an eligible item and free shipping in the U.S. <laughs> or Canada. <laughs> just really quickly. Really quickly. <laughs> And they have lots of cool things, really just use them. the promo code SEXPOD. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, we could do this multiple times too, but I'll count eight, hold eight, count down eight. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hold one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Eight and then relax. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's do it one more time. But I want to say that I'm having a very unique experience where it feels like my
1: vagina is a stair stepper. It's like I'm <laughs> going up and yeah, up. And I'm up. actually feeling the same way. Of like, am I with each count? It's like. <laughs> I'm totally are we doing elevator campus <laughs> yeah, or something? Yep, yep, we are. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's do it
0: again. I saw should exercise this, okay? <clears throat> yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hold. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Relax. Eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two,
1: one. And now we're in the basement. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. I want to do that before sex sometimes and see how it changes it. Oh, so good. <sighs> yeah, I yeah. feel better. I do, too. Do you have sex credit you want to give that? audience
1: a little homework so you don't forget it here's Dr. sex hmm give money i know i was going to say <laughs> is it too like on the nose to be like go visit the sex podcast patreon page just look around see if there's anything that catches your eye a dollar 69 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know. I think in general in life, maybe that's maybe that was the big theme of our days to be more kind to yourself. Yeah. That has already been though. Is that what Anne Harris did or Yeah, I think maybe actually it's an a lot of the people listening.
0: who come onto the podcast have wanted to convey gentleness with self, and yeah. self-care and self-loving and
1: all of that, which just tells me that I have really amazing friends. Yeah, or just the subject matter in which you teach is, it holds a lot of pain and sorrow, and it's like a thing that is a struggle for a lot of people that you want to turn into a joy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be it can be dicey out there. Love on yourself. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, I have one. I think...
0: That the analogy you gave about unplugging people and them being able to drain out the shame is really cool. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine this week we all take separate baths and we can put (laughs) food coloring in them or whatever. Just something to mark. Yeah, that's exactly what you could do if it didn't dye your skin.
1: I know. But you could put like, what about some beet juice or something
0: organic? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just squirt something into the tub for every. Like shameful thing you can imagine, and then drain it. And as your body cools down and you get cold, and it rinses off of you, just imagine that going away.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. Everybody's going to be cold and angry at the end of their Yeah, bounds. and you could probably do it without actually being in you know, a. I mean, mm-hmm. even just a visualization exercise. Yeah, yeah. I like next that. time
0: you pee, <laughs> next time you pee, imagine <laughs> that you're. Next time, yeah. <laughs> Sounds Urinating great. shame,
1: cool, yay! We've done it. We've we, done a podcast we did together. A podcast together, yay! Thank you, Jamie. Thanks Thank you for Lizzie. being in my life. Thank you for being in my life. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Friendship. Friendship.
0: Oh, cool. Um. Also. Big thanks and warm hugs to Callie, who's at Cinema Studios doing an amazing job on production, Complexly, who uh, makes space for us to do this fun project, and Count Boogie, who creates these cute, adorable jingles. You're all awesome. And the fans, the people listening, mm-hmm. you're clearly my favorite. And Cora and Parl, I'm still learning.